0: Like I'm music down in here because we didn't like we won, but I'm complaining about something normally, and uh, so I won't complain about a red zone offense right
1: now. But uh,
0: how, how does Mike Leach uh, celebrate a win like that? What are you going to be doing tonight to, uh, to to celebrate a big victory for you in this program? I'm going to get on a bus and I'm going to ride for four hours. To uh, Starkville, Mississippi. Now, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't pretty, but when that ball went through the uprights, it was one of the prettiest things I'd ever seen. We just beat LSU on the road, go hog. Yeah, great team win for us. Always good to uh, keep the Mayor's Cup where it belongs in the city of Columbia. You like that? Could have gone to either Columbia. Exactly. Yep. You answered it. Ten and zero, undefeated in the SEC. Uh, that's where we've gotten. It makes no guarantee for what's going to happen in the future. We got a lot of guys that we've got to try to get better and and improve, and um, we got to tackle better. There's a lot of things we can work on to get better. And you know what I love His the been in that locker room over there beside me. They all know that, and uh, nobody thinks they've arrived. Um, there's things we can work on to get better at, and they'll continue to do it. But tonight, they they, they went through a tough gauntlet in our league and uh, and played well.
1: Welcome in to the latest episode of that. SEC Podcast. I'm your host, Michael bradden I go by SEC Mike on Twitter. And I'm joined as always by my cousin Shane. Who goes by Big Orange Vos on Twitter? What are you up to? You a big Tennessee homer? <laughs> hey, buddy, what's going on? Oh, man, I'm doing better mm. than Calvin Ridley. I'll tell you that
0: oh, <laughs> that's that, Calvin up to these days.
1: <laughs> well, I don't know if you heard the news, Shane, right before we uh, hopped on the line here. Big news out of the NFL. Of course, a former Alabama receiver mm-hmm. banned from the NFL next season Jeez, for betting on NFL games. And, Mm-mm-mm. you know, this is the only guy that's that I know has got bat, that worse luck than you, Shane, betting on these games is old Calvin Ridley. Jeez. Because apparently he he bet on three games, $1,500 in total, and he was set to make just over $11 million next season. So, man, <laughs> what, a, what a loss that is for old Calvin. You know what? Oh, golly. Don't, don't went and Pete
0: rose himself, huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, just one year, you know. You think, you think Pete would be welcome back. I don't know. But, uh, uh, no, I did hear about this. Uh, a buddy of ours sent us a, a funny – Little picture of Madden, uh, and they were talking about Calvin Ridley, and one of his attributes was he was a gambler. (laughs) (laughs) That's how realistic (laughs) Madden is, Mike. It's getting ridiculous out there, but I I feel bad for him. Uh, I lost more money than that—not eleven million, but uh, (laughs) fifteen hundred. I can feel that. Did he win? Did we know what the bets were? Uh, We. I am curious. He did three bets. Did. Please tell me he at least won the three bets.
1: All I know, Shane, he did a three-team parlay, a five-team parlay, and an eight-team parlay. And anybody that does an eight-team parlay, you deserve to lose money immediately, in my opinion. Uh, And apparently how he got caught, Shane, this is so odd. But, of course, uh, you know, I would imagine he lives in the state of Georgia because he's an Atlanta Falcon. Mm -hmm. But he traveled down to the state of Florida, and down there they have the legal online betting like they do (laughs) in our state. He logged uh-huh. on to his app, and I don't know what app he used, but his username, Shane, take a guess.
0: Please, God, don't say Calvin Ridley. Calvin
1: Ridley. <laughs> 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 so that's how they got him. Went down to oh. the state of Florida, bet on just three games. I, you know, it seems like a harsh penalty, but at the end of the day, you know, they, they've got to keep the integrity, and, you know, you hope this doesn't I, happen in the SEC, but, uh, you know, it's kind Mark, of it, – like I get it. it. it yeah.
0: I get it. You get down in that, that sunshine state, man. You got them drinks in your hands. you feel it good. The weather's nice. You do dumb things, and then, bam, it comes and gets you. So, I feel bad for the man. I, I Surely, he didn't win an eight-game parlay, but it just it blows my mind that you can even consider that gambling. You're just guessing at that point. You know what
1: I'm saying? Right. And I did see many people, Shane, they're saying he didn't bet against the Falcons, so he, he every bet he made, well, he, was, he was betting for the Falcons, but... You know the most common joke I saw, Shane. If you bet money on the Falcons last season, you've paid already the ultimate price. You know, no, <laughs> no need to lose all this money. But man, t- tough uh, break here for old Calvin Ridley. You know what?
0: Jeez, Louise. So is let me ask you. He stepped away last year. Is that what this was all about? Oh, Personal yeah. issues. That's true. I, ne- so- I I didn't
1: even think about that. Uh, no, I. Th- I mean, my understanding was that. Uh, You know, he was taken away for for mental health. I remember that being a a deal down there. And now he's got two years to deal with that, I guess, right? At the very minimum. They've not set up, you know, how long the suspension is going to be, but Mm -hmm. they're saying the entire 2022 NFL season. So, yeah, when you put it like that, Shane, I feel even worse for the guy. I mean, two years without playing football, you know what? Well, I mean, gambling has caused me mental health problems, Mike. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm sure. I mean, sometimes you put
0: that parlay in and you're just, or, or that bet, that that lock of the week and you're sitting there wondering like, how the hell are we blowing this thing? Uh, no, I, I, I'm not making light of mental health issues. If, if they are related, I apologize. But, uh, no, I, maybe we should edit that one out, Mike. <laughs> I don't want to get canceled about mental health here. So, uh. Let me rein that one back in. So, well, I was just curious, and, uh, I, you know, I just – I mean, it was just kind of convenient – or not not convenient, but coincidence maybe all this right, went right. down at the same time. But but maybe I'm just playing detective here. I don't know. But uh, I'll tell you, gambling will take it out of you. But I, I feel for the kid, and, and hopefully they can get him back on the field.
1: Well, Shane, you know, on the last episode, go back and uh, check that out. Well, no, on Friday's episode, I should say, you and I, you know, broke down – my picks for the uh, SEC on CBS game action, and I had so much fun doing that. So that's kind of what mm-hmm. it, we're, we're picking a similar theme for this episode. Uh, Texas AM just kicked off spring football, we got Missouri in spring football, mm-hmm. Kentucky and Arkansas also kicking off this week. So, hey, there's going to be much more football content to come, but there's just not a lot happening here on Monday in the SEC, so we're sticking with a similar theme which is uh you know our favorite thing in the world just talking SEC football Shane yep. and we're talking the most anticipated football games SEC only for the coming <laughs> season with uh you know an emphasis I put a little extra emphasis Shane on the on the rivalry factor revenge factor on some of these games so I've got my list and I think Cousin Shane even came prepared <laughs> with a few of his. So uh, this is gonna be a special, sh- special episode. You ready to uh, yeah, break in, break down, break it yeah. down? Absolutely, Mike. I, I it is
0: definitely list season, and you sent this one over to me, uh, and, and so I didn't put just any games in here. To, you know, I tried to stay close to rivalry games. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Mike kind of glazed over this, but it is SEC matchups only, so. Uh, before you Gamecock fans start tweeting at me, you know, I'd love to include South Carolina Clemson. I am looking forward to that game, but we wanted to try to stick to just SEC matchups here. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I've got a list, and uh, and it's games that I want to see. And now, again, I like to set all this stuff up before we just dive into something, Mike. Okay. This isn't what I think the greatest rivalries are. Okay, we're not talking about your Papaw's rivalries here. We're talking about 2022 season coming around the corner. Mm-hmm. These games I want to see. So, you know, you, you you get to a game like the, the deep – you know, deep south oldest rivalry, yeah, that's a fantastic game. But is it as impactful this season as it has been in years past? I don't think so. So that's what I'm saying is the games that we want to see this coming up season, we're not ranking the best rivalries of all time. Am I right, Mike, or, or am I going to throw this list out?
1: No, that's that's perfect. I'm glad <laughs> okay. you said that, Shane. This right. An emphasis on the upcoming season and what these games mean, and I'll throw in mm-hmm. another added layer to this one, Shane, I really did my best to pick 10 games that I think both fan bases are going into these games with the expectation of winning the football game. So, uh, you know, I think these are going to be the the cream of the cream here in the SEC this season. So you ready to let's break it down week by week. Did you have any for the opening weekend? Because I didn't.
0: Oh, week by week. Oh, man. See, now, now we're, we're we're venturing off. I've just got a power list, Mike, a power rating of 10 games I wanted to see, and they're in no particular order as far as week one. So, okay. Well, he, um, here's
1: what we'll do. We'll go down my list because I, I'm okay. much more organized than you. And if <laughs> <laughs> if I miss any at the tail end, you give me the games that I screwed up and I should have on the list. How's that sound?
0: Okay, so you're going to go week by week. Mm-hmm. The game you're looking forward to the most, isn't this kind of the same thing as the SEC matchups? No,
1: I mean- well, I'm just going in order of the, of the schedule. So, for example, like I said, week one doesn't really feature any of these marquee, marquee showdowns, so I'm not picking that one. But I just want the fans hmm. to j- just get a, in their mind's eye when these games will be happening, so to speak. Okay,
0: this, this is not what I had expected, but I, if anybody can wing it, it's Cousin
1: Shane. <laughs> All right, let so like I said. The, let me get the damn schedule out now. <laughs> get your calendar out there, buddy. <laughs> oh, shit. So, the, like I said, week one, none of I'm not seeing a game that I'm going to put top ten on my radar. But week two, I do got a game, Shane. September 10th, this could be a tone setter for both these programs in the SEC East high expectations particularly for one of these programs and and the other one honestly annually high expectations and i'm talking Kentucky at Florida Shane i think this is uh you know this is a game this is an emerging SEC East rivalry Kentucky has beaten Florida two out of the last four times and i can think of about a handful of games that Kentucky had an opportunity to beat Florida, and they came up short uh, in recent seasons. We all know that the terrible, terrible streak, 30-something-odd mm-hmm. years, whatever it was. But Kentucky at Florida, I think that this is going to be a tone setter, like I said, for both these programs. Kentucky, you're not going to win the East this year if you do not go down to Gainesville and beat the Gators. And on the flip side, if you're a Florida Gator, new era, Billy Napier, you never want to hear – the name of the previous coach again uh his failings was in large part losing to Kentucky maybe the Billy Napier era we you know we set the standard that the Florida Gators do not lose to the Kentucky Wildcats i think it's week 2 september 10th showdown this has got to be on my list
0: yeah just uh, well one of the things you know, talking about rivalries here. You know, ten years ago, this wasn't even discussed. Right. This was just another another victory for the Florida Gators. But you look at what Stoops and them have put together, and and there's been a lot of times uh, that second seed in the East has been decided by this game, and uh, and they've not been pretty, man. There have been some ugly games. There have been some fights at this game. There have been a lot of chatter after and before, there's ankle twist, you name it. There's all kinds of stuff coming from this game, and, and there's no name for it, but it has become one of the most entertaining games early in the season. So, um, yeah, not on my list because I didn't have it as as a quote-unquote rivalry, but uh, now that you – I mean, shit, Mike, the more you talk about it, how can this not be? I mean, they should create a name for this thing because it's been
1: it's been downright ugly here the last few years. Mm-hmm. Now, moving forward, Shay, to week 3, September 17th. This I think is going to be a wild card that a lot of people are not looking at. We'll have to see how you know, the season starts for these two teams, but one game under the radar, it is a rivalry and I think it should be included with all the momentum there down there in Columbia, South Carolina, mm-hmm. Georgia at South Carolina. This is one. I know Georgia fans, you're probably rolling your eyes right now, but hell, Will <laughs> Will Buschamp has been able to beat Kirby Smart. You know what I mean? So uh, let's say that Spencer Rattler comes in there, and he comes in there red hot, elevates that offense. Mm-hmm. I'm not sitting here saying, you know, guaranteeing lock of the week upset or anything, but – you know, this is college football, brother, and, and particularly early yeah. in a season with all the new pieces being put into place in Athens, I wouldn't put it – this is the only – this is kind of the one where I think South Carolina fans are probably not going to be expecting a win here, but I don't think they're going to mm-hmm. be stunned if it happens either. Uh, Georgia at South Carolina, this, this is a game I, I desperately want to see.
0: Absolutely, man. Number 10 on my list, the Border Bash. You got to have it on here just because of the new – the new pieces we got to play with there in Colombia i think that's the that's the big one The fact you're catching them early in the season, Mm -hmm. you know, there's, there's Gamecocks are being cloud dying. They're going to be pumped up and they're going to have the, the, the case of the what ifs, you know, and trust me, as a volunteer (laughs) fan, I know the what ifs. It's like, if we, if everything goes right, you know, if we can stop so-and-so, if we, if our defense can get them off the field, who knows uh, the what ifs kick in, so and, and you don't have to look too far back to find an upset in this series, Mike. And I think that's the beautiful part about it. Yes, there is not one Georgia fan out there that is worried about this game. But there's a lot more South Carolina fans that are excited to see the opportunities they have going against the uh, Georgia Bulldogs here. So, yeah, I, I like this
1: one. Good pick here. Now, the following week, week four, Shane, September 24th, I know you're going to agree with this one, brother, because we got the Florida Gators coming to the Tennessee Vols and all the momentum Mm -hmm. there that Josh Heupel has with Hendon Hooker, uh, that quarterback, and that offense surrounding the quarterback. You know, this has just been the game. You know, you can debate how much of a rivalry it is since Florida's dominated it, uh, you know, in the last decade plus. But, you know, this Uh is a game where if Josh Heupel – is gonna take Tennessee that next level. Almost the same thing I said with the with Kentucky. If Tennessee is legitimately gonna take the next step, you gotta beat the Florida Gators in the first year of yeah. the Billy Napier era. You're getting the game at home. It's gonna be a sellout crowd. It's gonna be rocking atmosphere. There's basically no excuse outside of uh, you know injuries or or massive turnovers or whatever. Tennessee's got to win this game if they're going to be taken seriously in the SEC this year. Uh, What are your thoughts on on this selection?
0: Absolutely, Mike. I mean, you talk about one of the – one of my favorite games to watch every single season has been this – well, I won't say favorite going in, sometimes the worst game I've ever watched coming out because (laughs) typically we walk away with an L on this thing. But Tennessee-Florida games have always been electric, always been fun. And even in a down year, the Florida Gators last year, I mean, the coach getting fired, I mean, just the – everything falling apart – they still managed to beat Tennessee Volunteers. Right. So, Florida Gators are not worried about the Tennessee Vols, and, and and right now we're sitting up here in Knoxville saying, come on, man, if we don't beat Florida this year, then maybe maybe it's just not not meant to be. You know what I'm saying? So, I've got them number seven on this list just because I don't think it's going to be as attractive as it has been in years past, but I still think it's going to be a uh, a high-scoring game. I think it's going to come down to the wire, and, uh, and I just think it's going to be, uh, it's going to be like the old rivalries. It's it's going to be decided probably on who has the ball last, so uh, that, because that's what this game usually comes down to, so yeah, I like this one, Mike. What? So, this is, uh, what what was the day on this? Is this the third Saturday in September? Is that what they call it now? Or <laughs> <laughs> I like playing them early, you know, they mixed it up. Playing them late, I'm not a big fan of that. Right. Catching Bill Napier early in the season, I think that's big for the Tennessee Vols, so uh, I, I do like the the schedule in here
1: yeah, september 24th and you know I, there's certainly i don't think there's gonna be a, a ton of pressure on napier because it is year one because it is on the mm-hmm. road but there's a little to lose for him in this matchup too i think Shay, because you know imagine florida loses this one and then the fans are saying well hell, we always beat tennessee what the hell's you know they'll blame Dan bullet i know they will if, they, if it came uh, to that but at the same yeah. time like I don't know, Billy Napier's got something to lose in this matchup, too. You've got to show your dominance over the Tennessee Vols. So, certainly more pressure on Josh Heupel and Tennessee at home, but a little bit of pressure on the Florida Gators. And that's that's why I go back to where I say it don't matter what the excuses are, Gators are going to be expecting to go to Rocky Top and come home with the W because that's just what they do. That's that's it. Uh, you, Napier's got
0: no expectations, but you better beat Tennessee Balls. <laughs> you better, you know, you better beat Kentucky. You better make a bowl game. There's mm-hmm. there's certain things that they are definitely expecting down there in Gainesville, right. and uh, a victory over the Vols is is if it's not the top, it's toward the top. Mm-hmm.
1: Now, how about this one, Shane? The following week, I say this. I've probably said it a hundred times on the show, but October 1, this is one of my favorite annual games in the SEC. Neither one of these programs is exactly where they want to be at this point in time, but this is usually a tone setter in the SEC West. I got LSU at Auburn. This is for sure a rivalry game, one that, uh, you know, the winner usually goes on to have a good season, the loser Always goes on to have a disappointing season. So, this is going to be a big one for Coach Brian Kelly and uh, Brian Harson. Parson, this is one where I think he's got to win after beating yeah. LSU in Death Valley next last season. Now you're getting the Tigers on the plains. This is going to be a, a big one for the Auburn Tigers uh, early in the season, don't you think?
0: Yeah, a little lower on my list, but I, I think just the timing of it all – is like you said, you you kind of figure out – you get a pulse of the West Mm -hmm. during this game, it it feels like. So you know – how these guys are going to stack up toward the end of the season. So, yeah, and early in Kelly's career, you know, and who knows this Brian, this is a first this is when you put coaches on hot seats when you lose to first-year coaches. So, mm-hmm. uh there's going to be a lot riding on this ball game. Um, I, and I'm I'm looking forward to is it going to be at LSU or at uh at Auburn? At Auburn. I think this I've year. asked you oh. Okay, well, yeah, that's right. Well, <laughs> we had this discussion last time. Okay, well, they lucked out there, you know, <laughs> but a lot of crazy things happened on the plane. So I, I think this is uh, this is a good pick, Mike.
1: But in a sense, that adds more pressure even on Harson. You know what I mean? Because well, yeah, he's got him. He's, he's got him at home. He's there's no excuses on this one.
0: Dude, no, no. And and they got so just going to the schedule here. Auburn's got Mercer, San Jose, Jose State. Penn State, Missouri, LSU, Mike, there's there's a real chance they're undefeated going into this game, mm-hmm. and there's a chance they're facing a third loss going into this game. There's, there is so much pressure down there in Auburn right now, and it's just getting out of the gate. But I think things are going to hit the fan at LSU, or they're going to put – Put this uh, put these naysayers at rest by this game. So this is a this is not just an important matchup for both these teams, but it, like you said, it's it's an important matchup for Brian.
1: Yeah. Now the following week, Shane, October eighth, maybe the game of the year in the SEC and emerging rivalry here. We got the coaches. You know, they say they're friends, but they're firing shots kind of behind the scenes here uh, during the off now for for several seasons in a row. Texas A&M at Alabama. It's a, one we hit on during the the CBS show. But you know Jimbo coming out here saying he's gonna whoop Nick Saban's ass. They got the done. <laughs> th- they got that done. Now though, now you got to get the face the wrath of Nick Saban and company. This is probably the one game Alabama's got circled on their calendar. And I'm not. Heck, uh, it'd be impressive if A&M could beat them twice in a year. If, if you beat Alabama <laughs> twice in a year, you may. Uh, you know, you may be putting them in the rear view mirror. So there's a lot to gain for Jimbo and company in this matchup too. But uh, I, I cannot wait for this one. A&M at Alabama.
0: Yeah. And, and to be fair, Mike, I didn't have this one on there because it was not a rivalry per se matchup. Mm-hmm. But, you know, how many times can you say you're coming off a loss when you're playing against Nick Saban? Right. So I, I think this is, a, this is uncharted territory. I mean, how many times have we seen – uh, all the assistant coaches and their their record against Nick Saban. Uh, now they're going to have to have that one loss. <laughs> it's coming from Jimbo, so we're going to hear about it about a million times during this game. Uh, so yeah, absolutely, it's going to be an excellent matchup. I don't want to sleep on uh, Auburn and Georgia. Uh, I've got a little lower now. They did make my list this week, uh, just because it is Deep South's oldest rivalry. So. Mm-hmm. Auburn, Georgia, a lot of of crazy things happened during that matchup, and you don't want to sleep on it because it is a rivalry,
1: brother. Now, how about this one, Shane? Week 7, October 15th. Again, this is the one we hit on during the CBS Pick'em game, but LSU at Florida, first year for Brian Kelly and Billy Napier. There's going to be a lot on the line. Want to see if that bad blood translates to the new Mm -hmm. staffs. I mean, clearly the staffs probably – you know, there's probably no bad blood between them, but the players don't forget, you know, everything that's happened between them and and these fans and everything. So, LSU at Florida, to me, this is a game that's that's got to be highlighted on a list like this.
0: Oh, home run, home run game. I mean, obviously, you, you look in there and say, well, somebody's got to mention the third Saturday in October. Well. We will once Nick Saban retires. <laughs> Until then, we're going to talk about Florida and George, or LSU here because that game is exciting. And, it's, it, it, again, it's one of those that comes down to last possession. You, see, you think the shoe toss. Mm-hmm. You think the homecoming matchups. You think of all the games – that literally come down to the wire. You look at uh, – just jump on Wikipedia and look at Florida and LSU matchups. This These games are tight, brother, and I don't expect this year to be even di- either different just because there's new coaches. Who cares? New coaches, new players, new stadiums, new avenues. It doesn't matter. This game's going to come down the wire, and it's going to be exciting to watch.
1: Now, skipping a couple weeks here, Shane, but uh, this game here on October 29th, you know, it's, it is a rivalry. But I would certainly say one side of the fan base is uh, not wanting to admit how much of a rivalry it is becoming. And I think uh, it's just becoming a bigger and bigger game. I know this is a special one for you, Cousin Shane. (laughs) Kentucky at Tennessee, a lot on the line. This could be an SEC East elimination game. Who knows how many... Bourbon bets we're going to have on the show this year for this one. But man, this one is, uh, you know, these programs, again, we're not talking historically, you know, a hundred years or anything, but the last four or five years, I mean, we're talking, you know, they're basically at the same, same level. And they're fighting to, to see who can punch through and, and who's going to put the other one on the bottom here. And Kentucky's coming into the state of Tennessee more and more and more in recruiting I every time I see Vince Morrow tweet something, I mean, there's 20 balls <laughs> under it telling them, uh, how you know how bad, how to, can, how to spell, yeah, how to spell. <laughs> what was the score of last year's game? And on and yeah. on and on. I mean, this again. I don't know how much Tennessee fans as a whole recognize this as a rivalry, but it feels like one to me. What What are your thoughts on this one,
0: Mike? No, no doubt, man. Number two on my list is the Tennessee Kentucky game, and, and it's not. I, again, it's not your Balls rivalry, obviously, but you you look at the body of work that has happened the last eight nine years. Mm-hmm. I mean, these this game is just it, same thing. It, it just comes down to the wire. It comes down to who's prepared. It comes down to momentum. It comes down to conditions on the field. You just never know who's who's got enough juice in the tank to 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 get across the end zone. So I it's I love this game. The, I mean, the Bourbon bet takes it another notch for me i guess because uh there's a little there's a little added pressure to win in this thing because if you don't you got to deal with all that melon shit and stuff you know but but buddy if you win all oh, the sweet if you win and that barber comes in i've got all these bottles sitting over here and it's just it, it just adds to it i can look at it and think about how close he was to getting into the end zone on that fourth down you know it's just i love this game and uh and i know tennessee like you said there you talked any Tennessee fan, they don't want to admit that it's a rivalry, but brother, the chirping—I mean, that's what does—that's what a rivalry is to me. I don't know about you, Mike, but when you can chirp all week and you can pick at each other and fight with each other and then get a victory and then just piss each other off off the following week, it doesn't matter who you're playing because that rivalry meant so much to you that's when you know you got a good game, and that's what this thing's become. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to this one uh, very much so.
1: Mm -hmm. Now, skipping ahead a couple weeks, Shane, I I got two games for November 19th. But, you know, I I feel bad because I've not included the Razorbacks yet. The LSU game could have been one. Texas A&M could have been another. But right now, and it is late in the season, so I feel bad you know, saving the Razorbacks for this late, but the game that I look forward to the most just with the Razorbacks is the game with Ole Miss. And it, you know, it comes down to last season. That was just such a fantastic game. Came down to a two-point conversion. The year prior was the one where Matt Corral threw six, seven interceptions. Mm-hmm. I mean, and then you know, anytime I tweeted about Ole Miss or Matt Corral, Razorbacks just relentless with the six INTs under it and all that. Yeah. So this is a nice little rivalry. Of, and then, of course, going back to, uh, you know, Arkansas tried to hire Lane Kiffin. It looked like Lane Kiffin was going to be the coach. And last mm-hmm. minute went to uh, Ole Miss, of course, and Arkansas had to settle, if you want to call it that, for Sam Pittman, who's been arguably the best coach in the country the past two years. So, they, hey, it worked out just well <laughs> for them. But Ole Miss at Arkansas – I love this game and this is probably the one I look forward to the most with Arkansas this season. What are your thoughts on that one? Yeah,
0: I mean it's it's always a little extra when you got a little controversy coming into mm-hmm. it too, you know? So <laughs> this game has had some controversy. It's had some ups and downs, but it's just these games are better when they're when the teams are better. Mm-hmm. You know, for so, for so many times, I mean, think about all those games that you didn't watch on pilot sports because one of these teams sucked you know (laughs) but it ain't like that right now both these guys are on the up and up top 25 programs they're exciting to watch they they just they rejuvenated and and they've got bright futures and that's that's when that's when this game is really good so yeah i I like this matchup mike i I think it's going to be a hell of a game it's going to be the tail end of the season uh and it's going to it's going to control some futures man so uh Mm -hmm. I, i i'm i'm all in
1: now, there's one other game that day, Shane, and again, you may not have made your list because it's not technically a rivalry. One team just cannot snap this streak, but it's what they're going to have to do if they're going to have the best season in school history, and I'm talking Georgia at Kentucky, mm-hmm. where Kentucky, you know, the last couple of years, they made made these, these Georgia games a little bit more interesting, but this is, right. you know, there's that... Alabama was the beast for for Georgia. Now it's kind of the reverse. Georgia is the beast for Kentucky, and there's no chance Kentucky goes to the SEC championship game if they do not beat the Georgia Bulldogs in Lexington. This right here may be the uh, SEC East game of the year.
0: Well, you, you think about it. Kentucky had that monkey on their back, mm-hmm. and it was the Tennessee Volunteers, and they got them and then it was the Florida Gators and they got them. Mm-hmm. So now as a Kentucky fan, you got one more. You get over on them Georgia Bulldogs. You're sitting there in Atlanta. So I think yeah, that's it's it's been a thing the last couple of years. It's it seems like we we, we keep saying, hey, if they could get past this team, you know, <laughs> they're in there. But we almost like you don't want to believe it. But then you think about it. Kentucky team's getting better every single year. Uh, but Georgia is too. So it, it'd be a tough matchup. It's late in the season. But it'd be a hell of a game to watch.
1: Now the final game on my list, Shane, I've said this many times, probably my favorite game, favorite rivalry to be sure, in the SEC doesn't always – you know, it equate to uh, you know, the, the league champion or anything like that. But the the most heated, hated in state game, in my opinion, in the SEC doesn't get enough respect nationally. The Egg Bowl, Mississippi State <laughs> at Ole Miss Rivalry Weekend, of course, on Thursday, November twenty-fourth, Thanksgiving. This game just means so much. I know the Iron Bowl, you know, that's the one that everyone points to, but for me. I guess it's just because these two always fight, and there's uh, there's always some kind of <laughs> wild event that happens. But uh, to me, the Egg Bowls is the top in-state rivalry in the SEC. Well,
0: Mike, I'm going to have to disagree with you a little bit here because it was, don't get me wrong, a couple years ago, the Egg Bowl had me excited. I, I don't I don't like the Pirate. Don't get me wrong. The Pirate and, and Lane, mm-hmm. I, I just don't think that they're at each other enough. For me to 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 move the needle and put them above the Iron Bowl, I mean, just because what we saw last year, we we kept saying this Alabama team's ridiculous. There's they can't be beat, and then you you, you go against the ropes with Auburn, mm-hmm. and, and because it's the Iron Bowl, so I don't know. I got the Iron Bowl one A, if you will, Egg Bowl one B, because like you said, these two teams just hate each other. Like like the Iron Bowl is just. It's just you. You grew up hating it, but it just seems like, like you know, Mississippi State and Ole Miss just never liked each other. <laughs> you know, I mean, you can just feel it. I know. I guess. I guess. House divide on either side. You could go, but uh, not enough attention on that rivalry. It was a fun one to do research on. I did that little history lesson a while back. Uh, it was. Uh, it, this is old school, man. I mean, it's just. I love these old rivalries when you grew up. I think about this for a second, Mike. I'm not huge on NASCAR, right? But mm-hmm. my grandfather loved it, you know, so much that he would never drive a Chevrolet the rest of his life. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He was a, he was a Ford man. And, and, you know, that stuff right there – it carried on to me. Guess what I'm driving? A Ford, Mike. Yep. You know, it just it just it, it gets into your DNA and even though I don't watch NASCAR, I still don't like Chevrolets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just like Mississippi State hates old Miss fans. So I that's that's what I love about these rivalries and uh these uh the, I mean their championship games at the end of the year. And I, I again, this is SEC matchups. We're not We're not counting the Florida-Florida States or the Clemson-South Carolinas. Those are good games, but we're just talking SEC on SEC, um, and I think you can't go wrong with either
1: one of those. So that's my 10, Shane. Are there any games on your list that uh, I didn't get to?
0: Yeah, um, a couple, and I'm just going to do a quick one here. Uh, You got a lot of them, Mike. Uh, I'm trying to think here. We talked a little bit about the Deep South. The Golden Boot, Mm Arkansas-LSU matchup. Um, that one's going to be a great game. That's another one of those that it, it's not good when when LSU's a powerhouse and uh, and, and Arkansas is not, right. and, or vice versa. And and I think both of these teams. This is one of those that it's just going to be a good game. I, I think it's going to it's going to come down in the fourth quarter. So that's why I got that one on there. Uh, World's largest outdoor cocktail party. I mean, it's. Maybe just because you have to mm-hmm. put that one in there, uh, that is a good game you didn't mention, um, and I think it's going to be better, Mike. I, I think this, I think this new new chapter uh, for the Florida Gators is is going to have this thing humming, and uh, it's just a matter of time for that's a legit bowl or a, a legit rivalry game again. So um, Southern Tradition or, or the Magnolia Bowl, if you will, mm-hmm. LSU, Ole Miss. I just think when you get Lane Kiffin and Chip Kelly together for the first time, it's going to be fireworks, brother. Um, so that that one right there is the only other one that's not mentioned that I would definitely I, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing this year. I just, I you know you know Lane's going to be trolling all year all week long, and uh, he's probably going to be doing some. Some videos where he's dancing with his recruits or something like that, just to get under <laughs> Kelly's skin. But there's going to be something, Mike, that that brings this over to the field and makes this a hell of a game to watch. He's an entertainer. Right. That, that's what Kiffin and Ole Miss is, and and they're gonna they're gonna play it up because you got to make Ole Miss sexy, and you do that by making noise on Twitter.
1: <laughs> I think you may have changed my mind, Shane. I may have to. You know, I, I love Ole Miss at Arkansas, but I think you make some good yeah. points. The Golden Boot, LSU, Arkansas, maybe that's a little bit better. And I forgot, I should have remembered, LSU stole a couple Arkansas players and Arkansas turned around and mm-hmm. stole an LSU player in the transfer portal. Come so on. added bad blood right there. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, you can't go wrong with any of these games. You know, I we could sit here talking <laughs> no. about SEC football for hours, and here it is. Early March, there's a damn basketball tournament I hear, but all I'm thinking about is these SEC football games. You know what?
0: That's right. I know, man. And I keep watching the spring practices, you know. I mean, this is the time of the year – it's like you want news, but you don't want too much news because too much news means somebody <laughs> got hurt. You know what I'm saying? Right. You don't want anybody to get hurt. You want to take your take your studs and wrap them up in bubble wrap, you know. But you <laughs> you want to find out what your team going to look like this year. So uh, when's our, So I'm guessing Mizzou is going to have the first uh, SEC game, right? Uh, or spring practice? Is it going to be aired? Or is it going to be the same? Same garbage they tried doing on us last year.
1: (laughs) No, I believe – I've not seen a full schedule, but I believe, uh, you know, it's interesting you say that, Shane, because here Tennessee came out on Monday and said no televised spring game. So now Tennessee's the one that's not doing it. But, uh, yeah, Missouri's got – not this Saturday, but the following Saturday, I believe they're going to trot it out there for uh, their spring game. And I think all the rest will be televised by the SEC network. And the only reason Tennessee's not, they're currently doing renovations to Neyland Stadium, trying to make that a little bit nicer. And then the plan was to come to Nissan Stadium where the Tennessee Titans play. But I'm not sure exactly what happened there. I think even Nissan Stadium, they're doing some renovations. So at this late stage in the game, it was too hard to, to kind of, Figure something out, but Tennessee is having a, a, a an event on campus where they're going to show. They're going to do it in the indoor practice facility. Fans are not allowed to attend, but uh. there's going to be TVs and they're going to be set up. So I may have to have someone go down there and uh, uh, film the film the screens Come for on. me. You know what?
0: Mike, I mean, we can't play it anywhere. I, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Carson Newman's right down the street here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Play in Oak Ridge. At least you could get some of your fans in there and check it out. But, no, I, I don't like that. Uh, but – Hell, Derek Dooley took these guys camping that one year, and they did their thing. You remember that? Yeah. I mean, they could find somewhere to play this game. I'm sure if somebody gets Google Maps, they'll find about 10 stadiums. <laughs> a throw. I mean, we're not gonna. It's not like we're selling it out here. But anyway, I, I think that's dumb. The orange and white game. Orange and white games mean so much to me as a fan, just because growing up. Um, in fact, I saw a picture the other day uh, with me and my brother. Uh, meet Johnny Majors for the first time. And it was at an orange and white game, you know, little mm-hmm. memories like that. I think spring games are important. I've always said that if fans listen to this pod know that. But, hey, I'll tell you, Mike, uh, uh, for the fans, um, Mike has been working his ass off on the YouTube channel. Um, if you're not subscribed, that that would mean so much. But jump on there, that SEC podcast. And I'm telling you, Mike scours the internet for for – Information, videos, uplinks, coach speak, all that stuff. You can go. And what he's done is subdivided these things. So if you don't care about Tennessee vols, well then, you're. No, I'm just kidding. I won't say anything <laughs> bad. But if you don't care about all these other teams, just yours, you can actually go to Old Miss's channel, and it's going to have a list of every update that we've done with Old Miss. Mm-hmm. Uh, if he's got any videos from coaches or uh, films from the practices, he puts it up there. It's just a great tool if you're just curious what your your, your ball club's into. So so jump on there. That SEC podcast YouTube. Give it a like. Give it a follow. Turn them notifications on because Mike's going to keep you busy.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate uh, the support, Shane. I appreciate uh, you joining me as always, brother. But uh, I think that's going to do it for this episode of the Mm -hmm. show. So uh, unless you got anything else before we hop off the line. No, I'm out of beer. I got to go over here and get me another (laughs) one. So I'm good, brother. (laughs) I'm (laughs) in spring game form, son. (laughs) All right, man. Well, I appreciate you as always. I appreciate each and every one of you for checking us out. We'll catch you on the next one. All right.
0: See you guys. Go balls.